0: hello fellow humans welcome to self alchemy the podcast about the art and science of living with passion and purpose this is episode one i'm your host andrew soluna i'm a transformational coach and therapist And, you know, I'm not going to go into too much about the technicals of my craft, my art, my science, because this podcast is actually about you. And it's about the world. It's not only about our soul journey, our self-realization, becoming more of who and what we truly are, healing from traumas, integrating our fragmented minds and hearts. But it's also about the world soul. It's about looking out there at the world, the reflection of ourselves in the world, and the reflection of the world within ourselves, and seeing what is not in alignment. You know, cutting down the rainforest may not be in alignment with our You know, the survival of our race, depleting our oceans of fish, the ice caps melting, rising temperatures, global temperatures, and a thousand other things. And this podcast is about really serving ourselves and seeing the world within ourselves turning around and serving the world. So welcome to Self-Alchemy, the art and science of living with passion and purpose. Our first topic is mind-body-soul integration. And I use the word soul instead of spirit because I hear a lot of of mind-body-spirit integration. And for me, spirit is a big word. It's a word, you might call it an archetype or a complex it is it it often means a sort of God or creator or people might use the word universe. And when we use the u the word universe, things get a little a little um expansive. They may get a little lost. When we think of universal consciousness, sort of the creator's mind or God's mind. And when it expands all the way into the universe, into the hundreds of billions of galaxies with hundreds of billions of stars. I have no doubt we're all connected up there as well in the cosmos, in the universe. But I am more interested in this planet, this earth this galaxy and the universe within this world they say that there there's only one planet and there's just about 7 billion worlds on it each of us is our own world each of us is a galaxy and the whole point of that is to break down the word uh, spirit because if i'm looking if i'm connecting with a spirit that is located in, throughout the entire universe, it may take me a while to create that communication, the daily communion, you could call it, but the daily practice of feeling connected, uh, and I'm not saying it's impossible. There are people who Yogananda speaks about cosmic consciousness. And Yogananda t- taught and um, his work, the Self-Realization Fellowship, still teaches very, very um, in, in a very, in a very understandable way. They teach Kriya Yoga, which is about cosmic consciousness. And so I'm not saying one is better than the other, but I am saying... Let's look at the world here, Mother Earth, with the same level of awe, respect, as we do the universe, as we do cosmic consciousness or the creator, because it is here on Earth. And... By looking at the universe, you're not saying, oh, yeah, but the earth is just the earth. But in a sense, you're aligning with a way of thinking that privileges the universe over the earth. And let's go there. Privileges the masculine over the feminine. This is related also to the rise of religion, European religions, not just European religions. Let's not put it all on the Europeans. (laughs) It's actually what I'm most familiar with, so Christianity and Catholicism, in that the masculine has the most direct and authentic connection to spirit. That's how the patriarchy was embedded in many European societies through the uplifting. Of uh, particular men, not every man, but particular men who had the uh, secret way of communicating with spirit, and um, people of the earth, you know the the poor people, the people of the earth they were they were wrong, their practices were not only wrong but demonic, worshipping rivers and the sun and things that are in our direct experience worshiping these things are demonic and what we the only road to salvation or personhood really just to be an actual person they decreed that we must um completely renounce our devotion to mother earth and the elements and each other and so that is related to the, the, the use of the word universe instead of um, looking at the world, the earth, as the universe. It's underneath there. I'm not saying that's what you're saying when you're saying universe, but it is always present, these complexes. They are present in the field of unconsciousness. We're used to saying the term consciousness. I'm actually more interested in unconsciousness. We live in, um, in here in Los Angeles. There is a vibrant conscious community. There's conscious dating, conscious eating, conscious events, conscious concerts, um, conscious hiking, <laughs> conscious everything. And I'm actually more interested in the unconscious. Because, you know, how much of the conscious mind... Uh, do we use every day? Bruce Lipton says maybe about 3% of our day is, uh, Bruce Lipton, by the way, is an incredible um, doctor and scientist who uh, recently mainly has contributed uh, greatly to the study of epigenetics, that uh, genes, our genes are not only predetermined, they're predetermined as potential and also influenced greatly by our environment. Um, he says, "You know, maybe between three and five percent of our actual waking life is conscious. The rest, 95 to 97 percent is dictated, controlled, governed by our unconscious. So I am much more interested in the unconscious. And the unconscious field is a collective field. Within that unconscious field lives the memory of the rise of religion, the separation of the masculine and feminine, the demoting of the feminine, the the brutal oppression of the feminine, and the privileging of the masculine, mental, direct, Uh, word of god the connection to the word of god and that is related to our sense of uh, the universe being more powerful than the earth and i want to explore the power of this earth mother earth being embodied here in the world and all that to say that is why i don't use the word spirit i use the word soul mind body soul integration because soul is at once a subjective experience my soul your soul and it is also a collective experience there is a world soul call it the unconscious field or you could call it the i hear a lot um the collective um the collective or Collective Consciousness, Carl Jung, the uh, psychiatrist and scientist and man of soul, called it the collective unconscious. And this is a shared experience. It is the soul of the world. Um, There is a quote that is one of the guiding principles in my current um, daily practice which says um, the greater part of your soul is outside of your body. So it is to say mind-body-soul integration is a subjective personal experience where one will have to introspect and self-observe and integrate fragmented parts of ourselves and, you know... Give voice to hidden narratives and be witnessed in our pain and allow trauma to uh, be expressed in other ways rather than, um, you know, ways that hurt us and the ones and our loved ones and people around us. So this is this is a self um, a self. This is self realization in a sense, and the other half of that is embodying your integration and connecting out in the world, to the world soul. So that is serving the world, being embodied. So not just integration to be a better person, integration to heal, integration to be a better mother, father, lover, um, boss, employee, whatever your daily life um, requires. But it is mind-body-soul integration for the benefit of all. Because you deserve to thrive and that is your greatest gift to the world. You thriving in fullness will naturally lead you to serve the world. And that could look like starting a business or... Being a teacher or being a mother, it doesn't mean you have to um, be out there and speaking on a stage in front of 20,000 people. Often often doing that, it's, it's not authentic. It's very difficult to be a thought leader or, uh, what do they call them, an influencer and be authentic. Look at social media influencers. They have it tough. They have to... Um, their it's their influence is based on who they are, their personal brand. It's extremely, extremely um, difficult to be authentic and also be a business <laughs> yourself. How can yourself be a business? You're you are not a business. You are a person, a mind, a body, and a soul, and all that is to say. That your integration, your alignment will naturally lead you into ways of serving the world. And can we agree that the world needs a little bit of a uh, service, needs a little bit of serving? Now, when we look at the word serving, there's a wonderful, wonderful. Uh, little two-page, maybe it's a three-page article called Helping, Fixing, or Serving. It's by a woman with the last name Remen, R-E-M-E-N. Helping, Fixing, or Serving. I really, really um, recommend you to go get that book. But it says basically that we help That which we see as weak. We fix that which we see as broken. And we serve from a place of wholeness. We serve what we see as whole. We serve what we see our reflection in. And in in our reflection we see ourselves. So the world doesn't need to be helped. The world doesn't need to be fixed. The world needs for you to see yourself in her reflection, knowing that by caring for the world's soul, you are caring for your soul. And caring for your soul will naturally lead you to care for the soul of the world and the mind and the bodies in the world. That's what... We mean when you, we say you don't have to be on a stage speaking to 20,000 people. When you're caring for the minds of the world, say, as a teacher, say, as a mother, say, as a coach or anyone who is helping with mental health or, you know, a tutor, um, a person who makes videos, even a musician. What does mean? The, the, the healing nature of music of the mi- for the mind, you know. Somebody works with the body. You could be a personal trainer. You could be a chef. You could be a thousand different things. Caring for the mind and bodies of in the world, and you can also care for the soul. Your integration will reflect out into the integration of the world soul and if i look out into the world i see a pretty fragmented world i see a world that has i don't know but it seems like it's always been based on uh, inequality imbalance of power we see slavery in so many so many cultures we see war we see injustice we see social classes we see oppression and this is part of our journey as a human race as one human race with multiple multiple ethnicities that we are here to defragment what it is to be human and that means stop stop separating ourselves from others Seeing ourselves in the reflection of the world. This is of course theory. This is um, this is a podcast that will explore the theories underlying self alchemy, embodying your purpose, living with passion, healing, you know, integration, living with happiness you know one of my one of my influences andrew solomon says the opposite of depression is not happiness but vitality and that is to say it's not it's not you if you're depressed uh, you know i, I wouldn't <laughs> usually use those words if you're uh visited by depression we might say Uh, It's not just you. The world has a cloud of depression descending on it. And the world doesn't need to be happy, doesn't need to be perfect, doesn't need to be rich and famous. The world needs to be vital. And that means it needs to be alive. Alive. And what makes something alive alive? Something is alive in connection to another. Whatever that is, if you're looking at a plant, that plant is more alive for the act of you looking at it, brings about an energy. This is the power of being human. It is um, a privilege and really, really fun once you are integrating your mind and body soul and out into the world you then become a mirror to the world and when you align your focus on certain things they become more alive this is why we some coaches some therapists some healers are more human Than others, you thought I was gonna say better or more effective. No, more human, because to be a mirror is the healer's greatest tool. To see, to allow the person in front of them to see within themselves, because within that relationship, within that moment of connection, a third party, a third being comes into play. And that is, you could call it spirit, or you could call it soul, the world soul. It becomes greater than the two of them. Because the field, the human field of consciousness and unconsciousness is present always. And alignment is the the, the, the very energy of creation. And when two people are in alignment and speaking of alignment and focusing towards alignment, that means mind-body-soul alignment, being alive, being embodied, being of service, being a channel. The mind cannot channel higher orders of thinking when it's filled with anxiety and doubt and anger. So when the mind is aligned, we are channeling. When the body is aligned, we are embodying the world's soul. And when the soul is aligned, we are expansive. And that is an attractive force. I'm not saying it's pretty or beautiful, but it is attractive. Things naturally gravitate towards that field of energy, that aligned field of energy, because... It's what everything wants. Everything wants to grow and align and uh, express itself. So the healer's greatest gift to the world is her own alignment. That is her greatest tool. That is her living with vitality. Andrew Solomon said, Again, the opposite of depression is not happiness, but vitality. Because when we go out into the world and we try to fix it and help it, we often try to bring it into a happy place. How often, if you're feeling sad or you see someone who's feeling down or depressed or even suicidal, people will come in and try to make them happy. It's just just natural to... To start um, oh, well oh we'll look on the brighter side, things are okay, you know. That person doesn't want to be happy, they want to be alive. They are responding to a sacred call within them to align themselves, integrate their mind, body, soul, and be alive. And this this is a practice of self alchemy, and it's an art and a science um, because Uh, you know shamanic arts and indigenous healing practices people have been doing this forever and i'm not trying to appropriate those practices what i'm saying is to honor those look at those and also look at ourselves as you know i am a a descendant of europeans of spanish and irish um, ancestors and as a european descendant i and linked to the contribution of science to the world. When I look at psychology and sociology and um, physics, quantum physics, these, these sciences cannot live alone in lab rooms. But people like me, and if you relate as a European or European descendant, you may not feel like it. You may say, I'm American. But listen, you're... If your relatives came from Europe, you're European, you're a European-American, a European descendant, then it is your um, sort of birthright to claim science, you know, and it is a necessity to look at science and take it out of labs because it has to be a living science. So this podcast, Self Alchemy, is about the art and science of living with passion and purpose. I really appreciate you taking a listen here. And I would love to hear from you. Please contact me, uh, andrewsoluna at gmail.com. You can uh, hit me up on Instagram. It's uh, andrewsoluna. You can respond here in the anchor app send me a voice message i'd love to hear from you what are your uh, ideas about self-alchemy and um i really look forward to sharing this journey not just for um, my own benefit not only for your benefit but for the benefit of the world and the world's soul so thank you very much and i look forward to sharing this journey with with you bye bye